Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch, and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network, where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarello. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, in honor of Halloween, the Jack O' Lantern. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells what you're going to be. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells, so listen carefully. You will be a monster man, walk stiffly and look dumb. In a big deep voice, cry out, fee fi fo fum That song there is The Pumpkin Tells by Kay Landy and Wade Denning from 1974. And as the song indicates, the pumpkin as jack-o'-lantern is quite powerful. But before we talk about jack-o'-lanterns, I did want to uh, bring up um, tonight on the Travel Channel, there's going to be a new documentary on Halloween. Um, It's called This is Halloween, and um, it's going to feature Leslie Bannatyne. And if you heard our last podcast, we did an interview with the Queen of Halloween, And I just wanted to put out that reminder that, again, tonight on the Travel Channel, she will be appearing in that documentary, um, again, called This is Halloween. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, Check your local listings to see what time tonight that's going to be on. But, uh, but yeah, it should be be pretty cool. Uh, But the jack-o'-lantern, Tom, you said you wanted to start first. Um, so we're going to switch up the order, not do the history first. We'll do your powers and abilities, or you had something else you wanted to do before we kind of dug into our normal routine of breaking down monsters. Yeah, so it's not necessarily the powers and abilities. It's it's What I'm switching up is kind of talking about uh, the excitement of a jack-o'-lantern and, and then what it kind of brings for this season, uh, usually starting oh, okay. around September. Yeah, so... Uh, just to jump right in into it, the I broke down a jack-o'-lantern in different stages. And there's three stages of a jack-o'-lantern that I think are really important. And so sit back, relax. If you're on a jog, uh, you know, sit somewhere and, and just think about the things that I'm about to say. Because I want it to ramp up in your mind of where we are. Uh, you know, uh, when we hit stage three and where it's going to be, you know, going into the Halloween season. So for stage one of a jack-o'-lantern, or at least the start of a jack-o'-lantern, is seeing pumpkins. So usually around September and maybe the beginning of October, you're starting to see pumpkins showing up in the grocery stores, you know, or at Michael's. Uh, or even on people's porches, I've seen people put out the pumpkins. And it kind of gives you that neat feeling of, of knowing that fall is coming. Uh, you know, your your memories start to, start to you know, kind of get into that season. Maybe the smells are, are getting, you know, like that fall season. At least for me, it starts to get, you know, cold here. And so people are, you know, lighting their fires and there's just an, a, a neat ambiance of, 
of excitement that starts to come out. And this is all triggered from an orange pumpkin that's sitting on somebody's yard or sitting somewhere. And so some of the stuff that goes through my mind are things like pumpkin pie, family time, you know, and and just, I don't know, it's just kind of neat. And so yeah, it's kind of like the start of the full holiday season. You know, you start thinking about Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. It all kind of starts with that pumpkin. You're totally right. I totally feel that. You know, you see them come into the grocery store. Yeah, like you said, it's on someone's porch. Uh, and, yeah. And that, it's like that one image, all of a sudden, it just, it sets the tone for the whole season to come. Uh, and it is neat. It, it That is neat. Yeah, and which takes us into, once once you kind of have that that feeling that you get from just seeing the pumpkin, then as it, as you move into stage two of a jack-o'-lantern is you start wondering in your mind, well, what am I going to carve? And this is where, this is where the spirit of, of Halloween starts to enter from a jack-o'-lantern to you. And so you start thinking about more specific things with Halloween, like maybe candy smells Maybe you're thinking about getting some of those wax lips, you know, when you go trick-or-treating, some Milky Way, Snickers, some Twix, maybe some Reese's, and and then your your mind starts to go into like trick-or-treating. Oh, well, you know, what am I gonna, what am I gonna be? And you know, you're thinking about costumes and 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 then you you you're starting to say to yourself, God, you know, uh. I need to do a neat pumpkin this year. Like maybe, for instance, there's a pumpkin contest or something, a pumpkin carving contest that you want to do. So then you're trying to think to yourself, okay, what what am I going to do on the pumpkin? Am I going to, you know, carve like maybe a classic monster? But it starts to, to build onto your creativity, which which then takes you into... Uh, kind of like stage three. But before we go to stage three, this year, when I was in stage two of a jack-o'-lantern, I was saying to myself, well, I do have a pumpkin co- carving costa- contest coming in, and I'm going to do Frankenstein. Um, I've done the werewolf, I've done zombies, I've done all kinds of other stuff, but this you year... Get, and you use like templates or something you find online or something... Yeah, and I'll I'll uh, talk about that a little later, um, but I'm gonna do Frankenstein this year. So I want people to think like, oh yeah, you know, I have my pumpkin, and now I have the idea of of like I'm gonna make Frankenstein, which takes us into stage three. Well, actually, be I know I kind of already did this, but stage two, you're actually carving the pumpkin, you're actually building your you're, you're carving, you're creating whatever it is you're going to create. So like I said, I'm going to do Frankenstein, but there's just something missing about it when you're done and it's sitting there and there's no life to the pumpkin. And so that takes us into stage three. So what do you do when you want to bring life to the pumpkin? And that is you go out and you get a candle 
and you put it in the bottom of that thing and it has to be a candle. Yeah. And then yeah, I agree. You grab that candle and you grab a lighter and you light that thing and all of a sudden it brings life to that pumpkin. And all of a sudden your jack-o'-lantern whether it be a Frankenstein or just a silly face, it is now come to life. And at this point, you can then say to yourself, it's alive! It's alive! <laughs> and and honestly, it, you have the creativity, the spirit, that whole process in all of these stages make it to where that fun-filled excitement of Halloween is what I get excited about every year. And it's it's basically because of a jack-o'-lantern. You and know, it, that, it's it's. I'm glad that you brought up the candle though too, because there is a debate. I used to like putting in like different colored lights, or I didn't want to mess around with like wind blowing out a candle. But there is something about putting a real candle in a jack o' lantern because that that oh, flickering yeah. is alive. It isn't mechanical. It isn't timed. You know, it's not going to just like change colors at, you know, a specific interval or anything like that. It is alive and it's also warm and it warms up the inside of that that pumpkin. And that pumpkin may even change because of the heat of that candle. It it becomes those two those two um, items that the pumpkin and the candle, they kind of become and the one. carving. And the yeah, well, yeah, You're but I mean, your creation to life, it and that's really what I does think is neat. make. Yeah, it, it it makes that thing come to life, and it is a living thing, that jack o' lantern. Well, and and here's the other thing that I think is so neat about it is that that whole process, you know, it doesn't even matter if somebody were to come and smash it or blow it out or whatever, because the whole process is the memory in which you have. So that thing could be lit up and and doing its thing and maybe nobody touches it or maybe somebody comes and smashes it. But that is the most powerful monster of it all because look how many people do it every day. And it, and it brings excitement. It brings uh, creativity. And it brings the spirit, the true essence of Halloween. It brings that spirit uh, just by a simple jack-o'-lantern. And, and really, honestly, if you want to hear more about that, then go grab the book, uh, Transylvania Traveler, because we go into more detail about the whole process, but even getting into more about the Halloween tree and whatnot in our book. And I think that if you really want to know more you know, about it, then, then check it out there. But I just wanted to, to, to bring that up, bring into those stages of, of excitement. So the people that are listening, if they haven't carved their pumpkins yet, you know, think about this story and think about, you know, what it means to you when you're doing something as simple as creating a, a you know, a neat jack-o'-lantern. Like I said, whether it be some intricate design or whether it be some silly little, little basic, you know, smiling face, you know, jack-o'-lantern like in in Halloween. Yeah, I always I always like doing just the simple jack-o'-lantern. I either will carve it like the the one in John Carpenter's Halloween or I will carve it to look like the jack-o'-lanterns in Jack Perletsky's It's Halloween book. Like I Yeah, that's will look at too. that shape and try and carve it just like that. And it is kind of unique. 
Marilyn Hafner's illustrations, um, you know, because the eyes are circular, they're not triangular. But sometimes I like to just do that classic jack-o'-lantern. Um, but, you know, there's no doubt that when I start carving a pumpkin, I think about when we were kids and dad would put the newspaper on the the, the kitchen table. He would probably have, I, there was a specific number he got every year. I forget what that number was, maybe eight or nine or something. Probably and nine. Because everything probably that happens. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, they fit in that little front yard area in those bushes. I think he even had spots for each one. But I remember he would line them all up. He would use that little awl to punch little holes. And then he'd have oh, his yeah. knives and he would go to work on you know each of these pumpkins. He would always do like a cyclops and you know different different faces, some funny faces, some scarier faces. Um, but yeah, I can't help but think of that. And the other thing that I always think of is that the magic of Halloween comes from the jack-o'-lantern. And, and I think back to when we were kids in Newbury Park and we went trick-or-treating. We, we were so anxious we went before it got dark. and We went across the street um, and the guy there opened the door when we knocked on it and he said, you can't. You can't go trick-or-treating yet. The the ghosts and goblins aren't out. He said, uh, it's not dark, but the way you'll know that you can go trick-or-treating is when you see that jack-o'-lantern in my window and that lights up, then you know it's time to go out for Halloween. And that, that always stuck with me because even at the end of the night, when those jack-o'-lantern candles went out, you knew that unfortunately the night was over and it was always a bummer when those those oh, lights yeah. went out it was like the magic was gone but as long as those jack-o'-lanterns are lit you know there's magic in the air and there is there is a magic in the air um like you were saying we talk a little bit about that in our book Transylvania Traveler and uh, the jack-o'-lantern tree where halloween is born uh but that's another story and uh, you'll have to just check out the book. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, as as far as the the powers and abilities goes, there's there's not there's no weaknesses to it. The power, like I said, is the whole spirit of of Halloween through the jack o' lantern, and yeah, I and what I think you that bring that, to it, your yeah. imagination. Yep. So that's basically what I wanted to bring up with with uh, I guess I'll just say powers and abilities, but that's what I wanted to bring up with. Um, with my section there. So let's jump into the history. Yeah. So according to the history channel website, pumpkins with ghoulish faces and illuminated by candles are a sure sign of the Halloween season. As we already talked about the practice of decorating jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland where large turnips and potatoes served as early canvases. In fact, the name Jack-O-Lantern comes from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack. Irish immigrants brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin, and it became an integral part of Halloween festivities. Now, this legend of Stingy Jack, uh, I'm going to read this, which is also on this History Channel uh, website. It's pretty interesting because I didn't know this full story, um, but here goes. The Legend of Stingy Jack. 
People have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween for centuries. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack to not bother him for ten more years. This is a weird story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth with... with that's weird. They screwed that sentence up. Roaming the earth with it ever since. I think they just forgot it. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern and then simply Jack O'Lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets are used. I've never seen a large beet where you can carve a face into it. Yeah, but okay. either have I. That's interesting. <laughs> Immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, make perfect jack-o'-lanterns. So there you have it. Well, that, that is... Uh... That is a wacky story. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. That is definitely. I just. I always thought that the. I, I knew it came from Ireland, but I thought they made the faces. You know, just as like scary. You know, scary faces to scare away. You know. Well, I guess there's supposed the. There's different traditions. You know, for Halloween, it was supposed to be welcoming those who have gone before us, but also scaring away the the evil spirits. So yeah. I just thought, you know, they they, you know, carved these faces into turnips and whatnot, you know, and put a light in there to make it look scary, make it come to life. Like we're talking about that flame inside it almost makes the face animated. In any event, that's the history of jack-o'-lanterns. Um, for movies or and or TV, I found something called. It was on Bloody Disgusting, 11 Unforgettable Jack-O-Lanterns in Movies. Um, and I will put a link in the show notes, but just to go through these real quick, these are some iconic 
um, jack-o'-lantern appearances in movies. So number one, actually, I don't know if this is in order, but the first one they bring up is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, the Headless Horseman, of course, and that jack-o'-lantern he jack-o'-lantern head he tosses at the very end that shatters you have trick-or-treat the disney cartoon from 1952 you see the uh uh uh, donald duck's nephews walking one of them has like a jack-o'-lantern on his head that's definitely an image that sticks in my mind when i think of that cartoon you have 1978's halloween the opening credits of course that jack-o'-lantern halloween 3 season of the witch from 1983 that jack-o'-lantern mask, which is one that I, a mask I still want to find if it's not too expensive. But yeah, that that definitely sticks out in my head when I think of that movie. Of all those three masks, that one definitely sticks out in my head. Um, you have Return to Oz from 1985. There was Jack Pumpkinhead. Um, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas from 1993. Um, there is the, you know, Jack, uh, Skellington who, uh, has, uh, where is it? What does it say in here? Let's see. So naturally there are jack-o'-lanterns everywhere in the sky in the pumpkin patch and most adorably of all right on the nose of, oh, I never even noticed that. Did you know Zero's nose is actually a jack-o'-lantern? No, I didn't actually. I just thought it was a light up nose like Rudolph. They actually have a picture frozen, and it is a little jack-o'-lantern. Huh. I didn't know that either. Did not know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then you have, in 2007, you have Trick or Treat. There's there's a whole scene with uh, uh, some characters carving pumpkins, and then the, the traditions of, you know, ne- never blowing out a pumpkin candle a jack-o'-lantern candle before midnight. Um, they bring up trick-or-treat again when they show uh, Sam Sam's face under the sack, and it's like a jack-o'-lantern. Um, Tales of Halloween from 2015. There is a jack-o'-lanterns have sprouted up all over town, devouring the heads of human beings. And uh, then there's the house with a clock in its walls from 2018. There are uh, some jack-o'-lanterns in that. And finally, 2018's Halloween. How do you... I don't, I don't remember. How do you evoke the classic opening of John Carpenter's Halloween 40 years later? You set back the clock, apparently, the opening credit, but 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 rotting mound of pumpkin flesh. I don't even remember. Oh, I guess the footage reverses. Hmm. I don't remember it. I didn't love that movie. It was okay. It just felt like they tried to remake it. Yeah, eh. It was very forgettable for me. But anyway, those are unforgettable <laughs> jack-o'-lanterns in movies. Um so yeah. Yeah, and and one more thing that I wanted to bring up before we jump into our trick or treat bag is the website Atmos FX. We'll put a link in the show notes. Oh yeah, I um, forgot about those they, guys. Yeah, they have a digital decoration or a couple of digital decorations. They came out with a new one this year called Jack O' Lantern Jamboree Two. And I have oh. number one. But number two, it looks like they've done some neat things again. It looks like they they broke down into three different sections. They got pumpkin scares where these three 
uh, jack-o'-lanterns actually talk with uh, with a projector. So if you put your pumpkins, you know, uncarved, obviously, uh, three, three of them right next to each other, uh, they have different pumpkin scares, they have pumpkin songs where they're singing, and then tales and treats where they're telling you, like, ghost stories and stuff. So uh, definitely check it out. It looks like they're having a sale, which I would assume they would. Um, a Let's see, uh, just to get number two, it would be $50. Uh, that comes with a ton of different things, I'm sure. And then they bundled the number one and number two together for uh, $79.99. Um, huh. But I... I love these these digital decorations. We don't have like any kind of thing with with these guys. I just like their their stuff. So definitely check it out. Cool. Yeah. And if you're oh, in one, trans- oh, actually one other thing that I had, and we'll put a a link to to this in the show notes, or you could just go to Papa Murphy's. Um, but Papa Murphy's announced the return of the fan favorite Jack O' Lantern pizza, and. Uh, yeah. Apparently is it they pumpkin on it. No, 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 no. Oh, it's just okay. in the shape say, of a jack o' lantern. Oh, so okay. they put pepperoni around the side. Uh, it, it's kind of neat though. So they're gonna be they're gonna be doing that for uh, the next the next week here. Um, All right. So if you want to go to Papa Murphy's and grab yourself a a take and bake, uh, go get yourself uh, a, a pumpkin pizza. All right. And if you're in Transylvania and you're looking for jack-o'-lanterns, you're going to have to go to Jack O'Lantern Park, of course, where you're where blah, where you'll also find the jack-o'-lantern tree where jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween it, itself come from. Um, we talked a little bit about that earlier, but yeah, check out our book Transylvania Traveler. You can find it at jackolanternpress.com and basically that whole journey through Transylvania takes you to the jack-o'-lantern tree where halloween is born and uh you'll you'll uh you'll learn how that happens um in that so yeah yeah so to jump into the uh the trick-or-treat bag we'll try to go through this a little bit quicker since we're we're kind of getting into a longer episode, but um, I'm going to throw a link in the uh, description, or in the show notes, rather, and it's called zombiepumpkins.com, and I uh. love this site. I have personally used these templates. Uh, they There's a ton of new ones this year. Every year they come out with some other stuff, but if you go into the pattern section, you can go by uh, category. They have unique creations they got vintage villains they got the classic monsters they have a vip section they got tim burton uh nightmares some stuff is is halloween some stuff is is even pulling you know uh like musicians in there or even movies like you know star wars or batman i mean i usually stick with the classic sectional you know section um and uh, and do that but these pumpkins are are neat you print out your pattern you put it on the front of your pumpkin and then you carve the image and they really look great i i love it a lot so um definitely check that out and like i said we'll put the link in the show notes cool 
Well, for my trick-or-treat bag, something I was checking out this week, I actually saw at the store, but you can get it on Amazon. It's called Ravensburger Horrified Universal Monster Strategy Board Game for oh, ages 10 and neat. up. Oh, that looks neat. Yeah, there's a little trailer on there that you can watch, but it it's it definitely looks pretty cool. I'm not much of a board game person, but I was checking this thing out, and it looks really cool. Um, it comes with uh, a, a game board, seven sculpted little miniatures. It looks like they're all classic monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, the bride, invisible man, wolfman, creature. And it looks like it's it's just a fun. It says like 60-minute playtime um, for one to five players. Um, it just looks like a, a cool time. And, and I was thinking, you know, this Halloween, not sure what it's going to look like. I have a feeling people are going to trick-or-treat like normal, even though we're not supposed to because of, of COVID. Um, if no one does come, it seems like this game would be perfect for Halloween. You have maybe your family or maybe a couple friends over and you could just be hanging out with monster movies playing in the background, you know, eating some some sweet treats, pumpkin pie, candy and whatnot, some, some apple cider and just playing this game. Um, so we'll put a link in the show notes. Definitely check that out. But uh, yeah, that's what I was checking out and it, it seems pretty neat. But uh, all right, that's that's about it. Anything else, Tom, before we call it a night? No, I think that'll do it. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the Monster Universe and the Monster Revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch.